0: Welcome to the Men Among Demons podcast. Hey.
1: In a disoriented world, this is the podcast that asks what would happen if we truly put Christ at the center of our thinking.
0: Hey. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Opperwall.
1: And I'm your host, Dr. Greg Weeb. Hi, Greg. Hey, man. Long time no see. That's right. No chat. Yep. It's been, been a busy fall, Fall 2022. Just imagine people listening to this 100 years from now fall 2022 and there will be many (laughs) listeners 100 years from now
0: that's a good segue to note to all of our listeners and i'll be making an announcement on patreon that the freemium format for men among demons is coming to a close this will be our first episode in the non-freemium format that's right you're gonna get it all each episode for free I think what we're going to do is we're still going to take kind of a break in the middle of the episode, just because I, I think that's useful to get up and, you know, do what we got to do. Yeah. Crack another beer, take a leak, those kinds of things. Um, But, but you'll, you'll get both halves. They're just going to be right here in the episode, everybody. So here it is.
1: Yeah. No extra charge. And we just hope that if you're into what we're doing, that you'll support us. That's right. Um, That's what we're gonna hope. Yeah. And if you
0: don't, we'll probably just keep doing it anyway. And uh, so you know,
1: yep, yeah. But it does it does occur to me that like you know the thing we're doing is talking off the top of our heads about yep. what you know whatever it is we feel like talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, if if something like this, if people found this to be really useful and wanted more and wanted to support something. There's all sorts of things we could do. I mean, yes. we we each have have a scholarly background. We can work through texts, we can help people understand things, we can get into topics in a more systematic way, in evolving research, a little background reading, you know, like we're at the low end of, you know, time and cost for preparation, but yeah, you know, not to say that it's a realistic uh, realistic goal necessarily, but you know if there was a market or a you know a niche interest for people and people wanted to support us i think it would be you know we'd find a ways of making it worth it Mm -hmm.
0: yep i agree well with all that said um off we go for the first fully non-freemium ready to rock episode of men among demons yeah greg
1: speaking to take it away speaking of freemium speaking of money let's talk about money yeah, let's, let's talk about money. let's talk about let's, money. talk about let's talk about what people do with their money. okay. so I will say this is a topic. Let's talk about gambling. I will say that's a topic that you brought up, and I was like, because you were you were mentioning how sort of a big deal gambling was becoming again, and I, I had that was a bit out of that was a bit out of the out of the blue for me until um not that I doubted you or anything. But I just don't consume a lot of sports. I mean, yeah. you, you you watch baseball, probably. Listen baseball, to baseball,
0: I still consume quite, yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. it's really the only one left, but I do in baseball season. Well, I don't like.
1: All. I don't even do. That. You know, living in Winnipeg, uh, Jets and Bombers are all great, but I i I'd sort of decided a while ago that I couldn't. I couldn't, you know, sink my soul into into sports. I think I've probably mentioned that on the podcast. That's neither here nor there, uh, at least for the moment. But what it does mean is that I haven't been consuming sports. But you know, Win- Winnipeg was in the Grey Cup, you know, the champion champion game for the uh, CFL Canadian Football League uh, this year again. Decided to get a get a short subscription to TSN so I could watch the game. And man. Every other advertisement is yep. about gambling. Yep. I'm like, holy moly, they're really pushing this. Yep. They're really pushing this. Uh, you know, to that point I had seen like advertisements for DraftKings or whatever on John Boy clips uh, mm-hmm. on on YouTube, uh, which I you know didn't think much of, but no, that's a real push, a real push.
0: Huge, huge. What yeah.
1: is going on? And, well, I mean, it would be helpful maybe even to start to think about what gambling, like, how do you think about gambling? Do you, have you ever gambled? Do you, have you gambled much in your life? I
0: I have. not. I wouldn't say much. I would definitely not say much. Like sports select kind of stuff? I've never gambled on sports ever. I have been to a casino two times now. Um, the first was after my friends and I all turned 19 and living in Detroit, uh growing up in Detroit, 19th birthday is a big deal because of course Windsor is right, right across the river. So it's it's basically your you know your drinking age birthday in, in Southeast Michigan, the way it is in Ontario. Uh, you know, and 21 is also sort of a big deal. But 19, you know, you get together with your friends, you go to Windsor, and you can drink, and you, can, you can do your yeah. thing. Uh-huh. So we decided that we just really ought to have this life experience of going to a casino. Uh just and I felt like yeah we got you know I got to see what that's about and uh, I I don't regret it in that respect. Uh-huh. Um, I went to Casino Windsor. It's called Caesar's Windsor now, I think. Uh, with with the guys, I brought. 20 canadian dollars or had 20 canadian dollars yeah. i concluded that that's what i would lose that evening and i would, my goal is to just string it out you know and make it last for a couple hours just to have yeah. a good time so okay. i played a lot of penny slots um yeah. i had some fun with like a, a mechanical horse racing machine that was exciting uh and i managed to make my 20 dollars last i think two or three hours which was pretty good and yeah. then it was gone and that and that was fine that was what yeah. i expected my friend that day. Hmm. Decide. Did win
1: some money? <laughs> but, oh yeah? So, did, yeah! In in any point there did you were you above twenty?
0: I don't remember being a significantly above twenty. I might have been okay. a few dollars because I was you know, playing I like that. if you play those really low stakes things. If you play penny slots, like you don't win big.
1: Right,
0: you're only risking yeah, a yeah, penny yeah. every single pull. is yeah. one cent. There's
1: no, there's uh, no million dollar jackpot in the penny
0: yeah, slot. So you don't you don't get ahead very quick. <laughs> My friend at the end. Speaking of wanting life experiences you know we were all leaving we would lost our money that we planned to lose and and he still had a little bit of money left and he said the experience he wanted to have in his life was to to say let it ride once so we went over Let's to a roulette ride. table he put yeah. 10 bucks on black or something like that you know the, the highest odds of winning because his only real goal is to say, <laughs> to say let it ride sure enough yeah comes up black he wins doubles his money and uh, the dealers, or whatever they call him in roulette, says, you know, what do you want to do? He says, let it ride. <laughs> and he did. He won again. Uh, okay. And then, uh, yeah, the dealer was like, you want to keep going? And he's like, no, no, no. He cashed right out. And we made him buy us <laughs> dinner at an Italian restaurant because he came out, he doubled his money twice. And maybe he started with 20 bucks. I remember him walking away with like close to $100, which to okay. us was a lot and enough to cover basically a whole meal
1: yeah. at
0: the time because this was a while ago. So that was a fun experience. The other time I remember being at a casino was just recently when my poor wife in Greektown, downtown Detroit, uh, really had to pee. And there are <laughs> not public bathrooms. Um, but we, uh, so we, we tried, she tried to sneak into a restaurant in Greektown. They immediately caught her, knew what she was doing. They said, no, 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 for customers only. And so we said, well, why don't we just go, we'll just deke into the casino. You can use the bathroom and then we'll leave. And I decided, you know, that I owed this business something really, yeah. which was to put a couple of dollars into a slot machine. Yeah. So I put a fiver in the machine and I said, if I either lose this fiver or if I win at least $2, I think something like that, that I was going to leave. And I pulled the lever a couple of times and my friend, Greg, I won
1: $12. Nice. <laughs>
0: That thing just went ding, 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 ding all the way up to seventeen bucks. So I was up twelve net profit, and I just stuck my hands in the air like I'd won, yes. like I'd won the a World Series game or something. And uh, I just <laughs> trotted right over to the cash out machine. and got my of what you put in there. Oh, right, we got paid twelve dollars for my wife to use the the bath. So I called that a big win. Most successful so casino. That is in that ever.
1: is my. Um, entire experience with gambling how about you greg mine's not that different um yeah i i remember my i remember my brother when we were like uh late teens kind of thing playing sports select once in a while i don't think i ever did i think all i ever did was play just like you say the nickel slots Mm -hmm. at a local casino a couple of times mcphillips casino yeah, because you get a roll of nickels for a couple of bucks. Mm-hmm. You feed the machine, pull the lever, right? And Of course, you can push you can push the button or whatever, right? But no, you want the whole experience: pulling the lever, ka-ching, Uh until you run your way through your your twenty nickels uh, a couple of times over, and then the, and that and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty young; that would have been early twenties. So no special occasion, but I think I had a friend who was just into playing the nickel slots at that time, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, but. You know, that's it. You know, maybe once, once or twice hitting a hitting a slot slot machine. Other than that, that's it. Never really had much allure, and of course, I never really tried either. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't, re- I don't recall winning anything meaningful. Um, not even so. twelve
0: dollars because I don't remember that till the day I die. Winning <laughs> right?
1: $12. No, nothing. So a nearly big deal. big deal in my life. <laughs> nearly <laughs> as memorable as winning twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh I've, i mean i've probably gotten a, a lottery card uh as a as a gift I'm yes it's true
0: i i have the lottery tickets a time or two i have done that yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that that's interesting i i kind of wonder i've done it a few times when like the jackpots have been absolutely huge you know my brother and i bought a bunch of tickets once when the mega millions in the united states hit 500 million for the first time or something. And everybody was doing it. It felt like a cultural phenomenon, you know, you just had yeah. to get in on the, on the fun. <clears throat> yeah. And um, so we did. And I've bought life bought lottery tickets just occasionally on a, re- on a weird whim. I'll just feel like
1: I just yeah. want to buy a lottery ticket. I can, ticket. I can yeah. see you having a weird whim like that. That's just like, ah, that I'm going to buy a lottery ticket. Yeah. Your character. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Today, I'm going to buy a lottery, I'm gonna buy a lottery
0: ticket. ticket. That's right. You know, and there goes my five bucks and whatever. Uh, I have an uncanny ability to get no numbers right. I think almost every time I bought a lottery <laughs> ticket. And I feel like you should get something for that. Like I avoided all the numbers. Not even I didn't even get one. Like that's yeah. that's that takes a little bit of, of luck, I think.
1: Really something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so this is interesting because I like I. Kind. Of, I had a fun evening at the casino that one time that I was sort of relating. Um, it was a fun experience. I don't know how much fun I would have had if we kept going back there over and over.
1: Yeah,
0: maybe I would have continued to find it enjoyable. I don't know, but the attitude I had then and the attitude that you you're expressing. Um, it's a particular approach to it. You know, I thought that my one true evening of gambling was that one experience in, in Windsor. And I, I approached it as I am going to pay $20 for a couple hours of entertainment. Yeah. This is a this is a fee, you know, like, like whatever, like going to a baseball game, you know, you pay some money and you, you have an entertaining experience for a couple hours. Um, and I think approached that way. Certainly, at the time, I didn't think there was anything morally wrong with that. Even now, I mean, if you really approach it that way, I, I'm not sure it bothers me terribly much. Like if that's how you see it, well, I'm going to yeah. do something entertaining for a couple hours. I'm going to play these games, and I'll probably lose my money. Um, but of course, the thing is with gambling that's not the same as baseball is the you know the the power of the experience and the proneness it is to creating addiction and screwing people up you know the fact that you and i could do it unproblematically without any damage to our lives and most people can um you know okay fine but a a lot of people you know this absolutely destroys them
1: yeah i mean in in a certain sense i wonder like it's kind of funny that we're we're talking about it. you know we'll go on to talk about it for this episode because in a certain sense neither of us are are qualified at all to talk about gambling you, you know what I mean like oh, yeah, having no. <laughs> no experience what's you know fundamentally no experience right the experiences yeah. that we've had amount to no experience not even okay. really gambling really really gambling yeah, yeah. Because you're not. Yeah, if you're thinking of if you're thinking of what you're doing as fundamentally paying a casino as an institution to, for you know a couple hours of entertainment, you're not gambling. You're not letting anything ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. So you know, uh, maybe it's maybe it's good to be cognizant of that. But but, and and yet like there and yet there is something. I think yet there is something about it. Like what is it about? What is it about? gambling that, that, that makes it a moral question that makes it that we would be talking about it on our, on our yeah. on, on a podcast called minimum demons. Like we're talking about navigating this life and the kinds of temptations and and distractions and the things, uh, you know, the things of the devil that try, that try to pull you away from Christ. Like what mm-hmm. I think intuitively there's, it makes sense to be talking about this, but why, what, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the reason I was interested in bringing it up as a topic wasn't so much to, you know, discuss our own experiences with gambling because mm. they're very limited. Uh, but it's because of the same experience you just had. And I, I, you know, I had it a little earlier because I do still follow baseball. So it was for exactly the reason you said, realizing that all of these ads constantly, it's any sports fan is being assaulted, absolutely assaulted at every single commercial break, sometimes multiple times per commercial break with, uh an invitation to come gamble, come gamble, come gamble, come gamble. gamble. And just like drug dealers, you know, these institutions, these apps or whatever are saying, you know, your first, you know, X number of dollars are risk. We'll give you a hundred dollars, you know, quote unquote risk-free. I don't know exactly how all the details of that work, but it's not a completely free hundred dollars, but it sort of is. But anyway, so, you know, you, you can, you can get started having fun with our app for For no risk, just like, you know, your first hit of drugs is free, at least according to the proverbial uh, first one's free. Uh, So, you know, using those tactics and that's something new. One of the big one of the big um, pragmatic reasons that that's suddenly happening is is because it arises from a couple of court decisions, I think, south of south of the border in the United States. Um, And I do not have any legal expertise in this matter. I don't really know what happened. The, the totality of what I know is that basically at a federal level in the United States, um, it became impossible for states to make sports gambling illegal. So now you can do sports gambling in any state in the US. And this is also true in Canada. So wherever we are in Canada, you can engage in sports gambling as of even I think three years ago or even maybe two years ago, but as a very, very recently, that was not true. If you wanted to gamble legally on sports, you had to go to a, a couple places where that was allowed. You know, you had to be in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, and I think you couldn't even like, you couldn't even call your buddy to put a bet on for you in Vegas. Like you, well, at, least at least if you, thinking, like, pe- yeah. right, people would do that kind of thing, yeah. sure. But yeah. like legally, if you wanted to do it above board, you know, you had to be there in Vegas and then sure, you, you could do it. That puts yeah. an enormous restriction on the industry. Breaking that open, all of a sudden, absolutely everybody in Canada or the United States, wherever they are, sitting on their couch, can legally pop open an app on their phone and place a bet on a game. And that just opened the floodgates to this mm-hmm. massive
1: Massive industry, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is
0: now attacking us uh, as sports fans uh, all over the place, and that—that that was the piece of it that caught my attention uh-huh. for this show. Uh, you're right. Gambling itself, like I can't speak to gambling addiction. I've never experienced it. Um, the morality of gambling itself, I th- yeah, maybe think we can get into a little bit. But, but yeah, that's the piece that that caught me. Like, what is happening here? This seems like a pretty big cultural phenomenon. This seems like a pretty big shift. Um, and yeah, what, what the hell is going on beyond you, just the, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I think at a material level, it's easy enough to see when I mean, you can start there. And, and that is like one of the reasons I suspect you and I didn't get looped into gambling very much is because at least, at least speaking for myself, I probably always, I probably perceived a, that I I don't have much money. That gambling costs money. That's mm-hmm. it, right. I, I perceive that in a way that, you know, uh, as a kind of truism yeah. that I was never going to win. So it costs money. I didn't have much money. I never saw much hope in, in winning anything. If there was anything skilled, like I was never into poker or you know anything that there might even be a little bit of skill involved never mind pure you know pure chance what what whatever that looks like in a casino mm-hmm. um i all of that added up to a, a perception uh, you know in my mind that this this was a one <laughs> there was a one way street of money money leaving that i didn't that i didn't have
0: so mm-hmm. it's like
1: there wasn't any temptation because i never saw it as a winning proposition um well so and the casinos know this gambling, you know whatever book uh i don't know what you call them bookies um mm-hmm know this and so there's incentive to advertise if it's legal now yeah uh it seemed it seems to me that that (laughs) knowing that gambling is is uh overall very much a wide one-way street for money to to enter into gambling institutions uh you know makes a lot of sense for why why they'd start pushing advertising
0: yes i mean obviously the pragmatics are just or obvious, it's, mm-hmm. it's, there's, there's money to be made now. The law has changed, you know, and it's a feeding frenzy. Similar with, you know, cannabis becoming legal in Canada. And, you know, you have some places where there are three, four, five cannabis shops all in the same block. Uh, you know, everybody went nuts to try to make money in this new industry. Now, there'll probably be some retraction of that at this point. But, you know, there, there's that initial feeding frenzy, that explosion. But both of these things are, are related because one of the things that... It, occurred to me when the gambling came in the sports gambling specifically mm-hmm. is what we're talking about here um is there it's an extension to some degree at least of this attitude that well people are gonna do this anyway so we might as well basically we That's might like as well let them
1: like illegal yeah which so is exactly what we did with fair. yes
0: yes manner yes. So this is exactly what we did with cannabis in Canada and in a lot of states in the U.S. as well. People are going to do this anyway. People have been doing this anyway. But with both of these things, there's a real catch here. And there's something, and this is what starts to trouble me, is that, of course, people were doing this anyway. But we know from looking at cannabis, and I'm sure we will see looking at gambling, it's impossible that we won't. That yes, but now that it's legal, a lot more people will be doing it. And what about that? You know, you probably have friends. I certainly have friends who would never have touched cannabis right. until it became right. legal and now they've tried it and some of them consume it regularly now. Yeah. And right. gambling will be absolutely the exact same thing. So and there's this the that slippage
1: like, into mushrooms too now. It's like within right. a couple of years, it's like, oh now everyone's talking about about microdosing on mushrooms. Microdosing so, mushrooms. Oh, okay, that's the next thing then. Gotcha.
0: gotcha, and so the notion, though, like the the theory, is that that legalizing these things is an act of harm reduction because people are doing it anyway. So we might as well, you know, make sure that the supply is whatever, and we might as well make some tax money on this instead of you know, not making revenues on it because people are doing it anyway. And there's a, you know, I get the logic, but at the same time. When you open these floodgates up and so many more people are doing it, that is a, that is an increase of harm, a, dram- a potentially dramatic increase of harm. Um, yeah, and I, mean, I think that's true of cannabis, but it's even more notably true. It's, I think it's more inarguably true of gambling because gambling is absolutely bad in every way for everyone but the casinos the consumer of that product is inherently by definition being harmed like i'm someone might come along and say well cannabis isn't so bad for you people enjoy it it's a lot like alcohol I and mean, you know i'm drinking a beer while we make this podcast so like i i get that i mean there would be a whole different episode where I, I feel like there are some differences there i i personally do but at least there's an argument to be made there but when it uh-huh. comes to the sports gambling i i just think no you are just directly and straightforwardly harming vulnerable people.
1: Uh, And yeah. Well, if it's, but if it's so straightforwardly harmful, why, like, why is it even an issue? I I mean, I suspect the morality of the question, you know, like the the question of what is going on in gambling is, is somewhere in there. And that's sort of why, that's sort of why I, I I spent a, a moment, I go belaboring sort of the, the obvious point, which is that, you know, if there's now a market for it and, and people are, people are sort of suckers for this, you know, of course people are, of course, uh, you know, there's going to be all sorts of advertisements getting people to gamble now that it's legal. What, like wh- what is happening? Why is such, why is such a harmful thing so desired? Well, first of all, what's what's harmful about it? What do you think is harmful about it? What are we talking about when we're talking about the harmfulness of gambling? I mean, this is kind of where where I'm like, you know, wanting to be cognizant of the fact that ni- you know, neither of us are are you know have experiences at least in the, in the first person of, of of the harms of gambling. But but there's something public there to see. What do you mm-hmm. think? What do you think that is? Or how, how should we understand that?
0: At the absolute bare minimum, it it just costs you a lot of money. Uh-huh. Over time, you you will lose. Um, you know, there are people who can make a living as sports gamblers. If they're if they're good enough as analysts to win about sixty percent of their bets, they don't do better than that. The professionals don't right. do better than that. If they're good enough to win about sixty percent of their bets you can make you that's enough to make a living, you know, if you just kind of keep the churn going similar with, um, you know, Texas Hold'em, which is not really almost not gambling. That is actually a, it's a strategy game that involves a lot of strategic thinking. And if you are very, very good at it, you can reliably over a long period of time, any given hand, you might get screwed. But you know, if, if your strategy is sound over a long period of time, you know, you can reliably count on. On winning, and if as you get better, you will you will get better at winning. Um, so, like I, I, I,
1: barring those things off, um, although that like those feed those those kinds of things feed back into the sense of possibility. That one has they, win-win they, gambles they, at all, right? So that's part do, of the yeah. story.
0: That is part of the story. Yeah, that is part story. of the story. Um, but like, if if there's if someone's a professional Texas Hold'em player, that to me is like it's a lot like a professional athlete. There's some particularities of what's going on there uh-huh. that, that allow you to win the money. But I don't really see that as as gambling really at all um certainly not any more than you know the stock market is gambling um because you know if you make good decisions reliably you should be able to make over time any given decision might lose you but over time you should be able to make make money but so your but your average retail sports gambler sitting there on an app just betting on the bears today to cover the spread is over time just gonna lose just gonna lose money um what is the good that comes out of it for them? I suppose it makes the watching of the sports more exciting because you've got some skin in the game. But I don't, I don't know that I see that as a. Is that, is I see that why that's appealing. It's exciting, right. yeah. but yeah. I don't know that that's good at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, clearly sinking, clearly sinking in your heart further into something that you can just so easily lose. You probably shouldn't be that. You should probably be less invested in sports. Should <laughs> probably. That like that's certainly what the church fathers say. I mean, they literally say that. Yeah, right. As as that, you know, this is not this is not where you should be investing your life, uh, and not just for gambling, but you know, for all for all sorts of reasons. The pa- the passion of it, right?
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, certainly for someone like Augustine, that's like. A, attaching your heart to to things that you can lose that then make you upset that get you yeah f- brawling in the stands that gets you you know you know whatever uh uh <laughs> united to demons right sharing with demons but that's what he's talking about
0: yeah, and it draws you further into. The, I mean, should I should add one more gambling experience that I forgot to mention, which uh-huh. was when I lost ten bucks to your brother on a, a NHL playoff series that the the Red Wings almost came back from three games down to win it, uh, and I had put ten bucks on, it I paid him. I did pay him because I'm a man of my word. Uh, when I came to pay him, he was like, oh, you don't need to, you know, actually, I was like, Joe, I bet you 10 bucks, you're getting 10 yeah. bucks. Uh, <laughs> so, and I definitely can recall from that experience that, you know, it made it all the more salient, you know, each game was more, you know, um, all, I was all the more invested. And at the time, I sort of perceived that as, well, even at the time, I perceived that in a very mixed way. Because, you know, you're also more invested in the downs, you know, and you feel like, you know, personally embarrassed, for example, and, and that's a face to face bet, a bet with an app, I think would be very different. But I was, you know, personally somewhat embarrassed in front of my friend that, you know, I had said with such com- $10 worth of confidence, which for me and for us as grad students at that time was a tremendous amount of confidence. That would be similar to me betting like $5,000 now, you know, like <laughs> I was sure, baby, I was 10, <laughs> ten bucks, grad sure. 10, ten, ten grad student ten dollars, certain, a $10 certainty. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and then I was wrong they didn't they lost and and so you know my heart is now all the more broken and in a way that's really screwed up like i am not on the detroit red wings i have never i never was they're they're a team you know who plays half their home games in in the city i grew up in yeah um it so to go further down that that line it really doesn't make sense and you're quite right the church fathers condemn this unequivocally and and not not in proximate ways i mean they talk about horse racing they talk about chariot mm-hmm. racing they talk about the sports of their day mm-hmm. as whipping up these kinds of emotions this kind of passion mm-hmm. riots you know they used to have in, in ancient rome sports riots just like still happen to this day especially mm-hmm. surrounding soccer football um it, it like the church fathers are explicitly condemning all of that. And here we have sports gambling saying, do more, you know, get even more invested so that we can make a profit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I mean, I think the key is to this, this investment again, which of course is is sort of fundamentally a, a key thread of the, of the podcast more generally, but you talk about the potential good, the potential good, you only desire things, because you think it's good. Right. So the potential good in that sense, right. What are, what are people desiring when they desire gambling? There's certain, uh, a certain experience, certainly that you can say that you have whether you win or lose, but probably most people are, you know, trying to win. Well, maybe it's both, Mm -hmm. but at least, but though, but those have to, are we missing anything? It's like to, you know, those, that has to be the two, the two prongs of the certain experience of like, of. letting it ride of the risk taking mm-hmm. risk uh you know risking loss for the potential for gain right but that the gain the gain is also the, this kind of material gain this corporeal gain or this this gain of temporal gain as maybe the the better sort of feel theological word for it right it's like even you know you're it's you're looking for a temporal experience that you get in in this attempt to uh to to gain temporally in a way that you know is an undeserved right It's not because mm-hmm. of it's not because it's not like an investment of of time or energy or even you know being smart with the stock market. It's like uh uh tr- trying to get something for nothing as it were right but that that however you construe the good it's uh, it's a, a sinking of the self, a devoting of oneself towards temporal gain, gains that can be lost.
0: Yeah, and what I what I think is really just especially pernicious and in, in evil, if I may use that term, about this aggressive marketing of sports gambling and gambling in general is is that you just there isn't gain for anybody but the marketers. Right. And that like I do think you turn a kind of corner. There is an ambivalence, and it's something we could, you know, unpack. It's probably much more fully like whether you know marketing of anything it's a, is, a, is a good thing or whether this is just all straightforwardly you know demonic by nature but mm-hmm. i think there is something to possibly be said for <clears throat> situations in which you know you're you're marketing or you're advertising a product or you're j- just honestly letting people know about a thing that they might want to buy or invest in or something because they might actually want to do that. And you're sort of providing some information. Mm -hmm. Um, But this sports market, the sports gambling stuff is, is just so fundamentally predatory because they're going to win. You're going to lose. It doesn't work quite the same as pulling slots. I mean, the way sports gambling profits, the casinos or the sports books is what they seek to do is make sure that the money is, is even money on both sides. And you know, then they, uh, they, they win based on their fees. Like they just make their money on fees. What they want is to just always for the house, the house wants to always have a push, right? And then the money is the fees. Um, Cause otherwise they'd be gambling on sports too, which they're not stupid enough to do because they can't control the outcome. Right. <laughs> you know, in slots, they control the outcome. They know exactly what the odds are. So they will always win because they literally control those odds and that's it. You know, uh, but in sports they don't play the game, so they have to make money in a slightly different way by like by shifting the sort of, um, yeah the odds or the spread. This is where the spread comes from. The point spread was created as a mechanism for um for bookies to be able to keep the keep the uh, the money even on both sides, because otherwise who would ever bet on you know this massive underdog? Well, if you give them a point spread, they'll willingly bet on the underdog to to clear the spread. So, and then they take, just take their money in fees. But so over time, though, you know, you as a sports gambler, this, like, you're, you're going to lose, they're going to win, and, you know, your, your money is just going to get sucked up over the years <laughs> into those fees, into your losses, and it, there isn't, this isn't a product that you might rationally be interested in. This isn't something that's like, you know, maybe will actually benefit your life. I mean, I just I don't see it that way anyway it, right. w- in what whose life is being benefited by right. gambling on sports as just a consumer sitting on your couch.
1: Well, right. I mean, what would it mean to what what would it mean to to benefit to benefit a life? I mean, in a certain sense, you, yeah, by 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 definition, right. The whole the whole thing by definition, but uh can't um, gambling by definition can't benefit lives in the way in the way that you're that you're saying, Mm -hmm. but that, that presumes that you think that things like addiction are not beneficial. I mean, I mean, maybe that's obvious, but, but you know, you do need, you do need a certain moral. I don't know where, I don't know if, I don't know if there's a, there's a particular question that, uh, you know, thing to come, uh, that, that comes out of this, but you do need, do need a certain sense of, of, what good living is like, even approximately, to to recognize gambling's predatory. Um, I mean, you must. Well, yeah, uh,
0: obviously I do. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not sure I completely know what it is, but to me, that good life is just not is is precisely spent uh, being worked up about things that don't actually mean anything as as little as I possibly can. <laughs> Uh, and we, we started this episode with me observing that I do still I do still follow baseball. And the reason that I have stayed with baseball and have basically abandoned uh, other sports, at least as like a real fan follower, I will sometimes watch other sports. Um, but the, the reason I've s- stuck with baseball is because it do- it doesn't get me. It just doesn't get me that worked up. And there's a there's a couple yeah. of reasons for that. It's a slower pace of a game. Uh, There are so many games in a regular season that any given game is just, it's not that, not that important. You know, very few games are make or break. So you don't get into that heightened emotional state all summer or whatever. Um, I think also really, really key to baseball from my psychological experience of it is that um, the refereeing is extremely mechanical, right? There is a right and wrong answer to everything. There are no judgment calls, to speak of hardly at all in baseball, maybe on something like interferences a little bit, but um, and balls and strikes are in practice, but they shouldn't be. And that just takes out so much of the, the rage. You know, when I was a big hockey fan, I would spend so much of my time watching hockey being so angry at Uh BS calls as every hockey fan is, you know, because they, you know, because there's so many BS calls because everything is a judgment call, you know, well, yeah. is that really, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I just like, at some point I'm like, this is, this isn't good. This is not healthy and gambling only, I think just brings you further into that. But this also then brings up the question of, you know, are games healthy at all? Should we just never be playing games? or playing sports or watching sports. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I think I, I think I want to say no to that.
1: Yeah. Because, you, because we're talking about a comparison, like in both cases you can, you, I mean, as you were saying earlier in, uh, earlier in our conversation, right? Like you can talk about gambling as, as exactly the way you approached it, right? So it's you're spending a certain kind of money for a certain experience. Um, and then once you were done, that that was all good and you, and you went home. And, uh, well, that's kind of what happens at, 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 uh, at uh, ballparks too, right? Yeah. You pay your entry fee, house keeps all that money. You sit and watch. You give them more money for a beer. You give them more money for a hot dog. You're just mm-hmm. shelling out cash left and right. And uh, And for what? For an experience. Uh, is it the same experience as the, the, you know, the bright color lights and the turning things and all the, all the, all the sounds and bells and all that? No, it's a different kind of experience. Is there a judgment we should be making between those two experiences or, you know, are people who are going, going deep, deep, deep into debt gambling, just like people who, uh, spend too much on watching the NFL or something like that. Mm -hmm. Is there a difference? It does strike me that there is, but I, but you know, teasing it out, like what is it about it? it about I, I do it?
0: think, I do think there is, and I think it's something quite central to the whole project of this show. Um, I, I I'm with you in terms of like, I'm act just, I think we're both actively thinking right now. Well, uh-huh. what, what, what the hell is this distinction that we're both kind of and it feel need like? It's
1: absolute difference because I, because I do no, think it's not an that that, that yeah. engagement with sporting culture can can be equally. Problematic, right? Yes. And in yes. fact, the two dovetail literally. I mean, we're talking about gambling here, you know. So there, yeah. there's, there's literal overlap, and then there's also kind of symbolic overlap. But, but, and yet there, and yet, it does strike me that there is a kind of meaningful difference going into a dark, artificially lit, windowless casino where you don't know when it's day, you don't know yeah. when it's night. There are no clocks anywhere. People are coming around, bringing you drinks. You're feeding money into machines. Like there's something, you know, like baseball is, baseball is timeless, but in a very, (laughs) in a very different sense. Yeah. Uh, Although I guess maybe there's a pitch clock now, you know, but even even, like the the timing and the rhythms of, you know, American football or, you know, soccer, European football, whatever. Like there's something different being out, being in a stadium with a group of people focusing your attention on one thing. Like there is something a little bit different there and maybe maybe we maybe we use the second half to tease that out.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's right. There there's a it's a difference of degree in a way, but I, I think there is almost also a difference in kind. Maybe, maybe a difference in degree to such a, to such a point that you get a difference in kind, uh-huh. which I think can kind of happen with these sorts of things. But there's, there is something that just seems to me to be way more pernicious, way more nefarious, right? In the gambling and in the invitation to to all this sports gambling, like it's just that it feels like there isn't, like m- maybe there is a. A decently holy or justifiable way to watch a ball game, you know, with your son and your, you know, your buddy or just some strangers who are just also rooting for the Tigers. And there there are experiences I've had watching a ball game that I think were honestly good. And I still look back and think, I'm, you know, I'm glad for that. And I think it actually did.
1: You Give don't me feel, something. You don't feel grimy or icky about yeah. them. You don't. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, yeah. I know. I, yeah. I think
0: that's where right. is the gambling? It's just like, I don't know. I just don't know if I see it
1: there. But exactly why. Yeah. I think you're right. We can, we can look at that in the, yeah. Let's do that. I got a memory about a ball game that I should, might help reflect them on it.
0: Yeah. Let's <laughs> kick off with that. All right. I'm going to pause and we'll, uh, we'll be back in a minute. Sounds good. See you then. Yeah. Welcome to the Men Among Demons podcast.
1: And there goes the devil, creeping in my life's design.
0: All right, we're back. Welcome to the second half. And, uh, once again, this is our first time just including the second half, right, right here in the let's first, let's give it all away. That's right. I think, I think that's the way to do it. You're going to tell us a story about a ball game, Greg.
1: Yeah. I was just, I was thinking our conversation made me think of it just as a point of contrast. I mean, it, uh, it's a bit of an aside and maybe an aside to a side that it's about baseball. I mean, it's interesting. Think about the experience. I've had good experiences going to foot. Football games and hockey games, professional sports teams, but usually, the quality of that time, you know, has more to do with winning or losing uh, than anything. But certainly, you know, well, maybe you have you have a good hot dog and a good beer and you're with good company. And that's that's all part of it. There was something I had. A, I went to a ball game. My my uh, daughter was a, a patrol and their patrol team did, uh, their patrol crew was doing really well. And so they got free tickets to uh, to game, Eye's game. Winnipeg Gold Eye. And uh, so I took I took I took my kid down and she was in a little parade and blah, blah, blah. Uh, there was something magical about that evening. And I was just by myself. I mean, sometimes my kid was around. Sometimes she's running off with her friends or whatever. <laughs> uh, there was something. The, the, the weather, it was, you know, sort of early, early, midsummer, before school was out, probably late May or, or June. The, uh, the temperature was absolutely perfect, you know, windless, probably low, mid-20s and there was something going on with the trees around they were letting off all their seed and so uh, and so there mm. were these like cotton fluff balls that were like like wafting in it was like snow in the middle of the most perfect weather day it, you know there's good craft beer there it's like everything was just the setting it mattered that it was a baseball game but i couldn't tell you whether whether goldeyes won or lost which was right. interesting um, yeah. But there's something just about being at the ballpark, and I was thinking, you know, I really needed my 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 friend Dan here. That's what I that's what I was thinking the whole time. What I really <laughs> needed was my
0: friend Dan here, and it would have been perfect. It
1: would have been perfect.
0: Well, we'll try to recreate that at a Tigers game, maybe. I but. know it, that um, would be a
1: ton of fun. But yeah. I do think you know, there's something about an experience like that. Just like I was saying, you know, bef- before before the break, like there's nothing about that that makes me feel hesitant or grimy about the experience. There's nothing to, like there's, just nothing regrettable about it. Yeah. There's nothing that tips your moral, my moral compass. That's like, anyways. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I, and I think, I think that gets at it like sports in itself when they're at, Their best, and this is one of the biggest reasons that baseball is is my favorite sport, and and one of the biggest reasons I don't especially like going to Jays games. I do it sometimes, but the stadium sucks. Uh Um, and coming around to what I'm trying to say, I think those moments, the kind of thing you're describing, is about enjoying creation. It's about enjoying Uh being a created creature, and one of the ways that we do that is with games. And those those perfect, you know, late summer evenings at the ballpark when we're enjoying a game and enjoying a beer and the weather and each other. These are beautiful embodiments of of the of the beauty of being created and of being in creation. And it's important that it's outside that it's in Mm -hmm. you know the weather um and i do i do not think that that is unique to baseball but i do think for me sports experiences are always at least somewhat diminished sometimes profoundly diminished by being inside you know most nhl hockey basically all of it takes place inside Mm -hmm. but you know there's something pretty cool they brought back the winter classic for a reason right because when you get out onto the pond with your buddies something different is happening because you're um... you're outside you're in the creation you're enjoying this activity this exercise with community and it matters that it's that you know that there are some well, trees or whatever <laughs> and yeah. that there's there's a breeze blowing and that it's a reminder of of where we belong any sport can be that and the more we enclose it uh to me the, the worse it gets uh, one of the nice things about baseball is almost all professional baseball teams are are outdoor partly because of the season when, in which they play um but uh yeah, that's not as true for the other major sports anyway. I mean, basketball no, games true. are never outside, uh, not at the pro level. And football although, games, is not very many. But yeah,
1: although it's one of the it's one of the remarkable things about the Canadian Football League that, that there's not enough money in that league to have yeah many indoor stadiums. So they're that's all outdoor stadiums, and we play like a, the championship game is in November, and it's often flipping cold yes which but this is is part of the joy something remarkable (laughs) i like i i never quite want to be in the stands exactly but like there's something that's really heartwarming about that
0: (laughs) yeah but so i think like i think that gets at the, the that there is something there are sports in themselves can definitely be played and i think enjoyed in ways that i i find really quite wholesome i mean for lack yeah. of any 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 better term not to sound too prudish but like sincerely as that i feel very comfortable with just like you like you said and then there are ways in which they begin to i think get deformed and the more commercialization there is the more deformed they get i mean you brought up the cfl the first time i ever went to a cfl game was with with uh, you among a uh, uh, oh, okay. Several other friends, grad school friends, went to a yeah, yeah. Hamilton Tiger Cats game. I ever, game win? I ever at win. win, yeah, before yeah. the new stadium, and I, <laughs> I remember parking the car like on somebody's lawn. I think mm-hmm. do, and walking down there Did and just, do? like, walking into this place, and I literally said to myself, I might have even said to you or somebody who I was with, like, I just got why sports became such a thing in North America. Uh Like this is so fun because to me, having grown up in Detroit, going to an NFL game is this huge, you know, alliance game. There's so much money. Everything is so perfect. So over the top. An NHL game is that way. Uh, And, and in the CFL where there's not much money, (laughs) it's just kind of, you're still just parking on your lawn, going to watch a game with some people from your, from your hometown outside. <laughs> and it was like on uh, in a, on a lovely fall, you know, afternoon. I was like, yeah, this is this is why we got into this. But like so many human things, you know, because it was fun and enjoyable, people come along and they find a way to turn it into something where we can make more and more money and all of a sudden you turn around and it's like, well, now you've got, you know, whatever, the NHL and you sort of like you and, and you stop and ask yourself, am I st- is this, am I having fun still? Uh You know, certainly with me in the NHL, like there came to be a point in my life where I realized, no, I'm not, I'm not going to watch this anymore. I'm not enjoying. And it's not, it's not even a judgment on people who actually still do if they really do. But like, um, you know, like, I think, you know, what I'm getting at like this thing has gone from like people getting together on a frozen pond and just like, man, having a freaking blast so much fun being yeah. together being human and now it's this product you know it,
1: something's been lost yeah one of the one of the running themes in my mind these days is thinking about the problem in terms of the need to convert everything of value into money yeah the conversion of everything everything that's valuable and the desperation that we have to try to convert it into into cash into money. Um, I wonder is there something, is this something about about that with gambling as well? Like, is it a question of? I guess you were trying to, you were maybe hinting at this with uh, there's a certainly a difference of degree, and and maybe it's to such a degree that it's a difference of in, in kind. I mean, maybe gambling like sports is certainly disconnected Mo, you know modern north american professional sports by and large is very disconnected from the the games of uh you know of uh the the less the more primitive primitive uh, primitive uh uh you know human games games culture mm-hmm. um is that is that also true of gambling is there a kind of uh, um, is there a kind of uh, of primitive gambling games, uh, you know, uh, games culture that is, is not a problem. Well, well I see that's, that, yeah. that's human. That's, that's a participation creation.
0: I want to say no. And I, th- I think that that maybe homes in on what we're both kind of grasping at here. I, I don't see it. If there is, I don't see it. I think gambling is rotten to the core. You know, the NHL and the MLB, too. I mean, I'm not <laughs> less mm-hmm. I come off as, you know, exonerating everything mm-hmm. professional baseball. But, mm-hmm, um, but you know, I do not by any means. These big sports leagues, like I think to me, at least it's very easy to see how they are a, def- uh, you know, a, a deformation. They're kind of a right. deformed version of something that, you know, if you get back to that route, you're like, yeah, wow, that's that's pretty great. That is pretty good. And it's a good thing for humans to do. And games as well. It's not just sports. I mean, I think I see that in games. I, I want to see it in games. I mean, uh-huh. people play games. I think it's just an inherent thing that we do. It's like, yeah, it it's it, it's not something we do for a reason. And I don't think it needs uh-huh. moral justification. It's like humor. It's just like humans do that. Humans play games. We do. It's, we it's sure like do. God made us to play games. Honestly. It's,
1: yeah. I I think I think there's a good argument to be made that that games are are intrinsic to human nature. Like, yeah. that's interesting. And, it, and it, not, it, not a waste of time
0: as a result. They're not just, a waste of time. Just,
1: yeah, reminds me that I think Rowan Williams I think has written on this. I read that years and years and years ago, but he was uh, you know games are a kind of icon of of human nature. I think in his book Lost Icons something like that. He's probably talking about this actually to, to to look back at games past the professionalization of sport and realize what what they what they show us about human nature. That's that's mm-hmm. really good. I wonder if if it would be meaningful to say something like like it, it, it strikes me. Let's see how this plays out. As I say, it strikes me that you can have you can have games and sports with. Like gambling, gambling seems to be intrinsically related to game. You can have games without gambling, but I don't think you can have gambling without a game. Oh, I, gambling!
0: I, I think you can well, you what, definitely can.
1: What what gambling is without a game? I don't mean sports. I mean, so a slot machine is not a game. A sport. A slot machine is a kind of game. Uh, I'm not sure. I agree. I'm not you don't sure. Think I agree. so? I don't think so. I don't think so. Can not in that Can yeah? Well. Yeah, okay. It's just
0: it just comes up with a with a series of digits or symbols, and if you get the certain ones, you win, and if you get the other ones, you lose. you're not doing anything to it. You know, it can run itself. All you're doing is giving it money, and then sometimes it spits money back out at you. And so, th- like, this is exactly where I was going. it's like, I don't, I don't think we call it gaming sometimes gambling, but I feel like, to my mind, gambling is like, um in this sense, is is like, uh, in most cases, Texas Hold'em might be an interesting situation where it maybe kind of almost isn't but anyway in most cases for sports gambling it it's like it's a parasite on on an actual game it's not i'm not playing yes. a game i'm not playing a game if i bet on the lions to beat the spread at all the no, lions were still playing on the a game, game. That's,
1: that's right yeah parasitic on the game yeah but the, yeah but that's sort of my point point. and i i don't know like how different are slots slot machines from throwing dice Right? throwing dice is a kind of game you roll you roll them know. and you see if and you see if you can get a certain combination right right but
0: you but there's no, like there's you play no skill there's no there's no like you're not doing there's no exercise of of your humanity there's you're just you're making yourself a pure kind of slave to forces outside of your control and hoping they go your way in an actual game. Yes. They, there may be chances involved in a, in a, in a real game, but I think in, well, to me, we're well, now, we're just sort of debating the definition of game, but it's kind mm-hmm. of important mm-hmm. um, to me, a, a true game, the kind of game that I think is intrinsic to humans in, in that good way, in that way that I really want to embrace and, and celebrate is something that allows us to exercise our agency in creative ways. And just throwing dice and, you know, we'll see if I win or you win. It's not, it isn't, you know, I'm not making any choices or, or doing anything with my body that, that vectors towards anything greater. It's just, it's like, I'm, it feels to me very deeply idolatrous to say, I'm just going to be a slave to, you know, however the dice come up. And then I just cross my fingers that they take all my. But we direction. do
1: have like we do have those little those little nearly meaningless games that we that aren't linked to gambling at all. Yeah, like, part, like the thing the thing that I'm trying the thing that I'm trying to draw is exactly that I think that gambling essentially is parasitic on games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, that's the that's the point I'm trying to make. I think. Yeah. Okay. That that you can have get you can have games without gambling, but you can't, you can't have gambling without games. I see. Yeah, you yeah. actually, you have to have some, like in order to gamble, then you need to gamble on something that these, something, even yeah. if it's as simple as, you know, that these line, that these numbers will line up or, or that I'll get a certain, I'll get a certain, you know, symbolic return on these dice. Right, so, right. And, and I do think that like a slot machine is, a slot machine is an interesting example. It's all almost... Like it's kind of a purification of as, mi- as as minimal a game as you can possibly have, you know, for the purpose of, yeah, like how you know what's what's the least sort of uh, the the least game quality you can achieve, the most direct route to gambling that we could possibly think of. But to me, it's still there's, still there's still like there's still a simple game about it, right? Pull the lever, see if you can get the thing. Pull the lever, see if you can get the thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. And, I mean, it's uh, interesting with a slot machine. There'd be no interest in it if it weren't if you weren't gambling on it. No, like, I think that's a, right. It's a game so so simple that there would be no reason you would never do it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Which is different from sports, obviously.
1: Yeah. No, I I think that's right. Um, oh, my little girl um i, I was th- I, I i can't quite remember i was thinking about like slot slot machines as 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 an attempt to kind of c- cut most most of the chase just uh, so we get straight to the uh, pure to get straight gambling. To the pure gambling line it, like, it to us baby yeah, yeah. but i do yeah. think like there is a kind of game and and the fact that no one would want to play that game unless they were gambling uh you know doesn't doesn't undermine the point and maybe that even highlights a little bit something yeah about I, gambling, I can see what you're saying
0: yes 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 so if we count because yeah we don't want to spend the whole episode it's debating lit. exactly what a game is but yeah. if you count a slot machine as a game it's a game that you would never never ever play if it weren't for the fact that you might win some money on that next poll. which does i think you're exactly right that does kind of highlight the distinction between the anticipation of the reward the money the, in this case, completely unearned, completely unearned reward. Uh, And so that, if I'm on a slot machine, that's what I'm here for, period. And I can't even make an excuse to myself, really, as though there is nothing fun about a slot machine other than the prospect of winning. Nothing. You would never, never, never do that, just for
1: fun. Yeah, no, that's (laughs) right. Yeah, that's right. And I think, yeah, it strikes me then that, like, maybe the thing maybe the thing is exactly the pernicious thing about gambling is it's that it's a kind of alchemy it's or it's a, it's an attempt. It's an attempt to artificially inject meaning, but to do it in exactly the invert in an inverted way, in a demonically inverted way, you're trying to, right you take a a meaningless shitty little game like a slot machine but you can make it feel like it's meaningful by letting money ride on on the outcome
0: yeah yeah
1: right and that's and so then it feels meaningful right it feels like you're progressing like oh this next time you're progressing towards something you're progressing towards a goal and the goal is to make this this little tiny bit of money turn into something big, right. To become big money Mm -hmm. through a process that you don't understand and can't control. Right. And it's, and, and, uh, you know, so you're, you're taking this nothing game and, and trying to make it and trying to make it meaningful, right. Trying to make, you know, make it as though playing this dumb game is progressing you towards the good life, except you're, except you're defining the good life entirely in terms, in temporal terms. Mm Mm-hmm. All that all about what I what I really need, what I really need is a payout. And uh, uh, but it can't it can't be understood, right? It's only randomly generated, mm-hmm. something, right? Like uh, you know, these are and it's
0: and it's not it's not that's the thing. And this is where I feel like the demonic pattern to me is right. so clear. Is because you're sitting at the slot machine, you're gambling on the sports. It's not leading you to the good life. It won't, and and you can't. You know, if you're buying stocks and stuff, I mean, there's can be a strong argument that a lot of what you're doing there is gambling. But there are there are elements, there are pieces within that system that you could point to and say, "Well, this is the way that it's rationally making, you know, making me money, a return on my mm-hmm. investment for reasons that you know actually kind of make some some sense." With the slot machine uh and and it should work i mean over time by and large stock investments you know in the in, in a diverse portfolio will tend to grow in, and over the years you will you will do okay uh-huh. um a slot machine you're just going to lose over time you're just going to lose it's really it's it's just it's a lie it's a lie perpetrated by these, like you know, microscopically small examples. You know, the yes. person who won a million dollars in the slots, the guy like, who won the lottery, but that's all just. This is all, you know, the the devil loves to pepper just a little bit of truth in there, right? Right. And and the, there's all so it creates a lie about what is even happening here, and then it kind of convinces you that you're having fun when are you i mean because if if you're only having fun uh-huh. when you win how much fun are you having you couldn't remember whether the golden eyes baseball team won that game right and you had a great time
1: that's right <laughs>
0: so there was fun to be had and if we consider fun a good and i'm pretty willing to say fun is a good and there's a lot of other goods you know celebrating being creation and maybe yeah yeah communing having you know time with friends family whatever that games give us all these sorts of goods Uh, slot machines gambling they don't do any of that they take us away from our families they invest us in something that isn't important we aren't actually having fun unless we're winning and we're going to be doing that less often then we're losing uh by definition and that's just like that's incredibly demonic it's all the twisting it's all the twisting which i think is exactly what you were saying like it's the twisting of a game and the slot machine is a great example because it's as a game so obviously idiotic and so anything we're getting out of it is only the twistedness that's the only thing i'm getting uh yeah, it, and it's these these things that ought to there should be a, a good there, but it's just like it's just oh, it's deformed. It's horrifying.
1: Yeah, it and is- I'm
0: afraid that this is what's going to happen with professional sports at this point. Like one of the things I yeah. I think is going to start to happen with all this gambling is that sports are going to become radically deformed. Uh, they already were tremendously influenced by gambling in so many situations there's some really good books out there you can read well legal only in vegas or whatever i mean that was already enough where um there was lots and lots and lots of manipulations with sports games and there has been for from the very beginning you know um all the way to the present day but now you're going to get in a situation where you know guys don't even have to professional athletes don't even have to throw a game or point or even point shave they can just go up there And you can now bet on like every little aspect of the game. So, you know, all you need to do, you're a major league baseball player. All you need to do is get up there to the plate right now, tell your buddy, hey, you know, put a thousand dollars that I'm going to strike out in this at bat and then just strike out. And now you win, right? You have absolute control over that. And because you can do these micro bets and the whole system assumes that these players are out there just playing honestly, and it will very quickly deform all of pro sports, um, not because people are going to be throwing games or Vegas is, you know, scripting how the outcome is going to be, like people used to say, but because like, hey, you know, if I can just double my money by striking out and then and then you can, of course, you can tell yourself, well, I'll, I'll still try to win the game. This is just one at bat. You know, it's, right. we're up by three you know I'll slippage. just go get a strikeout. It's fine. You know, I'm going to win some money.
1: That's, um, That's yeah. the slippery slope.
0: And so the parasite gets in there and just starts to infect and turn yeah. everything into a damn slot machine, where there's not actually any more fun here, yeah. other than the gambling. That's my fear.
1: Yeah, there's something of that, like something that just occurs to me about the partitioning of the game. Like the thing, the thing that's enjoyable about the game, about the experience of the game, has to do with its unity and cutting it up into little pieces to sell it. Strikes me as exactly a demonic pattern, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah, the, pu- the, the push towards different sort of the, you know, di- disunification, it's, it, right. That's a very, it's a prominent pattern, certainly in Augustine's demonology, but I think that's just tapping on tapping into a, a more fundamental pattern, you know? Of, yeah. Partitioning in all the gods go- governing all the little, all the little things, right. Um, you can't get married without without ten gods, or you know, you know, hundred gods goes the joke, or whatever. But the they, because uh, you need a god of the lintel even just to cross over into the bed. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cutting up, you know, taking a game and cutting it up so that it can be gambled upon more, even more readily, <laughs> even more readily in a minute way. Like strikes me as 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 ex- you know doing the op pushing in exactly the opposite direction of the one you have to go in to have to experience the game as a good mhm
0: yes exactly that's exactly my intuition and you see it you see this played out you in not just in theory but in fact yeah. in practice and i think that's what we're going to start to see with the sports gambling but again we already have i mean it's really interesting a number of years ago i read a book called i think it was called the fixes in that really changed my perspective on professional sports hmm. uh talking about a lot of situations of confirmed you know manipulation of professional and, and to some degree college uh, us college sports uh in, oh, involving gambling and money and uh I I never watched a game quite the same again. I, especially in the uh, NFL and the NBA, which are both by far professional and college level football and basketball by far the most manipulated. Uh, it does happen in the NHL and it it does happen a little bit in the LA. It's very, very, very hard to do in the MLB actually, uh, for this point, the MLB has all kinds of other scandals, you get steroids and whatever, but, um, but the gambling stuff is, is pretty difficult in the MLB. Um, but there's, those, there's Pete Rose, there's that kind of thing. But yeah, in the NFL yeah. and, the, and the NBA and in basketball, you know, what the process is, is you, you get a hold of, you know, somebody who, who can have a certain influence on the game. And you basically just try to get them to manipulate things so that you either clear or don't clear a spread, you know, reliably. And they don't even have to throw the game. Right. You know, the spread, the spread is beautiful because people need this uh, beautiful for these for these people who are manipulating the sport um, because you can say, well, I'm still I'm still going to try to win. but I'm just going to make sure we only win by, you know, five points instead of six because, if you know, because then then I've done my job and I get my money and we still will win the game. You, know, you can do that moral justification that we all do. But yeah, I never watched sports the same way again. And I because I came away thinking, well, it's not pro wrestling, you know, if you watch these sports, it's not scripted. They're out there playing. But it's also they are not just showing up with, you know, an even playing field where everybody <laughs> just wants a nice fair competition now, boys. And let's just well, may the best team win. And not even just for gambling, for you know, the NBA. Um Probably still does this to, to this day, but, you know, they would have conferences before a game about, you know, how they kind of want to call it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, there's nothing illegal about that. There's nothing illegal about the National Basketball Association deciding, yeah, you know, maybe we go real easy on the Bulls tonight. It's true. Maybe we'd kind of rather see them win. they're still going to play the game. They still have to. They And they might lose in spite of our efforts to help them win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're going to we're gonna slant the court and, uh, you know, just try to nudge it. We're a little nudging it. Just there's nothing illegal about yeah, that. There's no laws of the land that prevent you. But this is, I mean, that's a profit motive for various, like a marketing motive. You know, maybe you want Sidney Crosby to win this year's cup because he's a big star, you know, whatever. Maybe you give him a little help. Maybe you don't make a few calls. <laughs> or maybe it's because you're on the take with some, you know, mafioso because you got into gambling trouble uh but for whatever reason you know it it attacks the purity and says it it changes out the value if there's a value to a game or a sport it's these things we've been trying to articulate and it swaps that for you know making a buck making money
1: it's funny how that like you bring up professional wrestling wwe kind of thing Uh, it's funny, it's funny how like, uh, you know, trying to control the outcome or trying to influence the outcome that way sort of moves it in that direction. And why would you right? like, because for gambling reasons, for narrative reasons, for right. For marketing narrative reasons, because you want certain people, certain teams to succeed, like if you go full, but it doesn't work. Again, it's parasitic, right? Like it doesn't work if you go full WWE because that's physical theater. That's what it is. You can, not you can, maybe people find a way to bet on WWE. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's hard to imagine because you know that, because you know that it's scripted. Yeah, the whole you know, I I had my years as a as a WWF fan before it became WWE, and you know, I got my back up when people said it was fake and all that. Uh, same oh, way. really? You
0: actually thought it was real? I
1: mean, you must have been a kid, like a I was. Child. Sc- I was certainly a kid, but no, this is more like you know, saying that it's fake uh, doesn't do justice to the kind of work that these guys. Oh, are, sure, sure, are doing, sure. right. They're amazing is, is scripted? Or, it's scripted? That's right. right yes. that, you know, yeah. But then it's, it's, it's incredibly athletic, and the the, yeah. the the way these guys, but you know, but that like so it's so it's interesting that you know the influence of the outcome only matters for gambling and that kind of thing as long as the overall perception is that it's being played fairly. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, and to go to go all the way to the full WWE, it's like a, you you rob the per, you know. You, it just becomes theater, right? There's nothing to gamble. There's nothing to yeah. gamble on.
0: Oh, I have way more respect for WWE, although I don't enjoy it and never watch it. But uh-huh. I have way more respect for them than the NBA, honestly. I really do. Yeah, take that NBA. Sorry, basketball <laughs> by far my least favorite sport, no and this is why.
1: Golf, I mean.
0: <laughs> no, I mean it's an inc- it's just wildly manipulated league, and it's I mean don't even get me started. This is not, not our topic, <laughs> but yeah, I mean I think you're right. Like WWE, <laughs> that it is that is just theater. It's not a th- type of theater that I enjoy. Personally, um, but but I guess the point is like performance as... is quite impressive. I mean, what they managed to yeah. do—they're amazing performers. And so good for them. Like, yeah, th- at least they're like they're being honest. And I right. I think that's like dishonesty is a big part of this yeah. dishonesty about what gambling can provide for you as a consumer of gambling dishonesty about what it's going to do to a sport dishonesty about you know what what is good. Um, about your prospects. I mean, there's got to be a dishonesty about like the odds of you winning, which aren't good, you know. Um, but maybe man, it's that little earworm that's like, well, but maybe you will win because occasionally people do, right? Like, yeah. that's, I suppose, in a way, not an outright lie, but it's
1: certainly deceitful. Uh, and the yeah, WWE yeah. isn't. <laughs> it's just guys performing that's in right. And I think that, that like, it, there's something about, there's something about the human spirit that values a, a fair contest, right? Like you want to see even at these, in these high level sports, there's something about that. there's an intuition that what you want to see is for, it, it's not that the other opponents literally, you, you know, that your opponents literally get destroyed, but that they have a fair match and you want your team to come out on top. But in the end, you kind of want them you kind of want the, the teams to be able to shake hands and say it was a fair match. Well done. Give props to your opponents that beat you. Uh, uh, right. Like, you know, so there's, there's a sense of, of fairness and a game played uh, a game played fairly a game played honestly uh, where the, you know, where the outcome is truly and honestly sought by both, by, by mm-hmm. both sides that is exactly what makes it possible to gamble on to, to Mm -hmm. then then work to influence it or, you know, or whatever, but that there is something, you know, there's something legitimate about, about the desire for, for not just to be completely rigged. Right. Yes. I don't like that's, that's the issue. The issue is that, you know, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing illegal about, about trying to tilt NBA games through refereeing or whatever. But man, that, you know, just because it's not illegal doesn't mean we're, we're not rightfully, we're not right to be offended by it. Mm-hmm. But I, many people maybe aren't even.
0: I mean, I think, you know, they, maybe that's okay for a lot of people. But yeah, I think, I think your point there maybe. that it's, it's, it's inter- It's very interesting that the the gambling itself, which seeks to be a parasite, which you know suck kind of sucked the lifeblood of these sports, really does depend on them, like actually playing the game. It'll be interesting over the years if these apps really do start, and I really, really think they will, where we will start seeing scandal after scandal after scandal, where it's like, you know, how many times did you strike out on purpose to make an extra thousand dollars or whatever, uh-huh. um, and. The apps themselves actually need that to not happen you know otherwise you're right that, that that's what you're saying. like otherwise you you start to get to WWE territory where like I think you be I don't think people bet on that I,
1: uh-huh. if
0: they do there's something I'm not getting but like you wouldn't straightforwardly bet on it. you wouldn't right. go bet on the winner <laughs> no that's right if you're sa- if you're sane I mean no someone that's knows right. the answer
1: already Yes, uh, that's
0: right. So it's I don't a know game. why a casino would get involved and like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. So yeah, so you, like the parasite has to be, like any true parasite, it, it, if it kills its host, it's in trouble. And yeah. if sports gambling kills sports such that people no longer perceive them to be legitimate fair contests where anything can happen and where all the athletes are sincerely trying to win and where the referees are sincerely trying to do their job well, then sports gambling itself could actually could kill its host and therefore really struggle but there's something there's something really i'm still trying to kind of grip at what this what this shows us or what it's an embodiment of in terms of Mm -hmm. of a demonic pattern this Mm -hmm. parasitic thing this twisting thing this taking of something good and just like yeah, just latching onto it and, like, sucking the energy out of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, just making it kind of worse. Mm-hmm. And trying to turn it into almost a zombie. It's not quite dead because we, we need to continue sucking the lifeblood out of it. But it's vampiric, you know. Mm-hmm. The demonic, I feel like that's how the demonic works with with everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, the thing the thing that rings for me is the, is the attempt to make little things meaningful, the attempt to make the games more meaningful, the sports more meaningful, um, by, by injecting this, this, uh, the possibility of, of making money on, you know, of, 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 uh, yeah, financial gain from it. Hmm. Um, I mean, the demonic demons are, demons are, it's, it's about false meaning, at, at least in part, mm-hmm. um, right? Leading you, leading you to the wrong, you know, the wrong sense of truth. They're false mediators. Demons are false mediators. Christ leads you to God, right? Christ, uh, uh, Christ is of the utmost significance, both the, both the sign and the signified, both the both the the, the one who points you to God and. The one to whom he himself points, because he is God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, God is the is the is uh, in a sense the meaning of all things. Mm-hmm. Demons are false mediators, right? They're they're pointing you to different things as though they're meaningful when they're not. That's the lie. it's a song and dance that makes it seem like something's going on when there isn't right it's a, it's a song and dance that makes it seem like this is something worth investing in when it's not takes you down the wrong right it's a sign that leads you down a path that goes nowhere or that leads you back to your back to yourself right or that leads you to love and bind yourself to things that are that you'll lose that they'll go they're temporal the subject to loss and destruction, right? That's the demonic. It's a big sign, a big neon sign, uh, suggesting that this is the place, right? Marketing itself as the place to invest yourself when all when all you're doing is investing in something that that you will just die in the end. That you'll just. I mean, I think yeah, I think that's. I think it's in. I think it's somewhere in there. Yeah. No,
0: I, that's an excellent articulation. That's that's sort of exactly what. What I'm after, and that's what this is why it's suggested so this topic a long time ago. It's just to me, it just feels so, as I'm sure is obvious, and you know the way I'm talking and my tone of voice that um, maybe because it's an attack on something. I, I I still love baseball very much.
1: I maybe that yeah, yeah maybe I mean, that's part of it too, right? Is is you, know, you talk about we mentioned that term a few times, but it's like yeah, it's killing something that you love. It's killing yeah. something that's good. I good. feel I feel threatened by it. And
0: there, there were things there have been many things in Major League Baseball for forever that have been problems that have been things that like I, I don't feel comfortable with, happy with, you know, whether it's the steroids or yeah, you know, or, or the old school gambling to whatever degree that was happening. But it, it felt like I know those things I don't think ever felt like absolute existential, like this could really be the end but the sports gambling feels to me like this this could be the end this could be the end if we can't trust if we can't watch a guy get yeah. up to the plate and know whether he's just gonna strike out on purpose to make some money because his buddy's betting on the app i mean that's kind of the end it's over i'm just not going to be able to enjoy this like at all um yeah. it's no longer just a little tainted you know it's no longer like yeah there's a little bit of you know some, there's a little bit of something bitter in the water and it yeah it's a little bit maybe that a little bit of salt in the water and it's not ideal, but it's okay it it, it turns into like this just isn't this just isn't anything no longer potable. And that's what, this is what demons do. You know, they take something good or, or demons or demonic patterns, you know, yeah. whether you whether it's literal, actual demons or just the patterns
1: yeah.
0: that maybe we've, we've begun. I mean, I wonder a little bit about something like sports gambling, like to what degree do we need to point and say, you know, actual, you know, aerial powers, bodies, demons are somewhere behind this. Versus to what degree do people just start to just start to do it ourselves and yep. become so profit motivated that we simply behave like demons without a second thought to 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 paras to parasite to, uh, to be the vampires upon our own thing that we made. You know, we made baseball and now we are the parasites sucking life out of it because we can make some money with sports gambling apps. Maybe the demons are just sitting back, like we don't even got to do nothing. Like they—they're taking <laughs> care of it.
1: <laughs> just well, yeah, all right. Just giving bodies to demons. Their bodies, uh, right? With this demons being aerial powers, I mean, how they manifest? It can manifest in a number of ways. I mean, one of the one of the one of the primary ways. One of the things I've been wanting to think more about, maybe, and look more into. But one of the primary manifestations of angels, for example, is in human painted icons. Humans are giving angels bodies all the time, mm-hmm. more often perhaps than angels take bodies into themselves or manifest mm-hmm. themselves by their own powers. Eh, just, humans are doing this with demons all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, what's 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 the difference? I mean. It, The demonic, the demonic pattern is in a sense, just a way of talking about the idioms, uh, the idioms by which demons appear, but you know, things only appear, this is what I mean when I, when I say it's, uh, that, that these are meaning, we're talking about meaning making creatures, right? They only appear idiomatically. They only appear in terms of idioms. It's how we all, yeah, that's how rational creatures work. You only appear in terms you only talk in terms of something you only talk with the language that you received uh that has that's conventional meaning anyways that's maybe that's getting a bit abstract but it but like the the difference that's that's demonic influence that's the influence of demonic beings is exactly that humans do these things to ourselves and manifest demonic patterns through our own powers
0: all for the sake of profit and then justified as supposedly somehow. Harm reduction or yeah. respecting people's freedom, which you know, I think is important in its own way. <laughs> Letting people make mistakes is something there's something divine about that. Yes. There is a divine pattern
1: percent but uh,
0: but there's also a divine pattern like, in providing law and <laughs> providing rules. Yeah. you know both of those are divine patterns and saying, you know, no, you actually no, you can't. you can't this you can't do. You don't need to, you can yeah. or if you really 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 want to, you can get your ass in a plane and fly to Las Vegas
1: like is we'll it thing that I, like we're if it feels like we're at a. we're at the cusp of a moment where we're just a, we're just starting to see that like the safe injection site approach to uh to to drug use civic drug use mm-hmm. especially I think in Vancouver. Again, this is kind of from reading headlines, so I don't really know of substance. But it's starting to sound like people are are ringing alarm bells that actually safe, you know, safe injection sites have have are, are part of a story of larger degradation. Mm. Uh, like, isn't it interesting that like the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing? It's like you're getting this, we're getting this realization in one part that actually maybe these uh, these policies of uh, whatever liberalization increased freedom or maybe even increased enabling, right. Aren't working mm-hmm. so well here uh, at the very same time that we're trying them over here. It's like, maybe yeah. we should do them more. <laughs> well, maybe we should. And
0: that, and that's a classic, that's another classic demonic pattern, you know, just, yeah. you, well, you just haven't done it enough. You know, we yeah. haven't made gambling legal enough. And that's, that's the real enough. problem. And it's, I mean, there are scenarios where maybe that just really isn't, Really has some truth to it that you know, the harm reduction, the path of harm reduction, is to enable to legalize something and let just let people do it and try to
1: regulate it better and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's truth to that, but it it's me that there's a balance to be reached. I mean, yeah, you, trying to lock trying to lock it down in a tyrannical be quite the right call. I yeah, I think it's but it, it, it,
0: discerning that requires. This is a topic we've brought up many times. Discerning that. When it's appropriate to ease up and let people make the mistakes versus when it's appropriate to give the law and be a lawgiver like God also is. God respects our free will at an absolute level. God also provides the law, ultimate lawgiver. The discerning between those two modalities at a social level, at the level of creating laws and policies in a society requires you to have a sense of what's good. Yes, and that's something that I don't see. like. In the gambling example that that we've used as our as our window into all this to, tonight, um, to me, I I don't see that question being asked at all. I actually do see it being asked to a degree with drug policy. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot more patient with those conversations because I, that's hard, you know. Well, that's hard. Mm-hmm. I f- I don't feel like I really know about you know safe injection sites. Okay. But we gotta keep an eye on it. Let's keep an eye on it. um illegalizing cannabis, even it's like well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a conversation we you know there, there's there's things to think about there's research to do, there's studies to do with with sports gambling, it just feels like it no you know no one has stopped to be like well, is, who is this good like who is this good for if we do this? who is winning? just casinos that already make money hand and fist are the only winners here man everyone else loses from the people who get involved in this shit and lose money and and might get addicted and lose a lot of money and get really hurt by it down to people who actually don't participate at all but just like to watch baseball and now that's being taken from me yeah that's freaking unfair and it makes me mad and like we just haven't stopped Say who is what's good here? What would be good? What, is this a situation where we should make law in society to not allow sports gambling or to have it be very, very, very heavily restricted so you can't just do it from your couch or in the stands at the game any wow. damn time you feel like it? Uh, no one is even asked. Because I think that question would be incredibly easy to answer when it comes <laughs> to sports gambling. The answer is no. <laughs> this is not good for... This is not good for enough people. This is good for it's only play out well. extremely elite people who already have plenty of freaking money. Wow. Because we've already allowed them to be the governors of vice in so many ways, and they're making profits hand over. We're just we're gonna get well let them have more space for that?
1: At the cost of everyone else. Really. Really. Yep. <laughs> it's a good idea, Dan. <laughs>
0: But it's, but it's so, it's so interesting to me how it piggybacks on this, like kind of don't be a prude and harm reduction. And mm-hmm. it's always the right policy to de-legislate. It's always the right policy to let people make their choices and the people are going to do it anyway. You know, that's kind of where we started this episode and I think is so key to the logic. People are going to do it anyway. Just let them do it. Uh, yeah, let's that's a really, I see that theme reverberating over and over and over and over again in our society and becoming almost a dogma such that it feels like we're losing the ability to regulate something that if we thought about it for 10 seconds would be an absolute no brainer like sports gambling. And then that itself begins to harm the conversations we have to have about more complicated scenarios like abortion, drugs, that kind of stuff. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've dogmatized, we ju- all we do is well liberalize, legalize it. You know, that's it. Just boom, 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 boom. That'll always be right. <laughs> it's yeah. which isn't true. That's not true.
1: Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to argue against how thoughtless it it all seems to be. And that's yeah. not just radical thoughtlessness and taking for granted that the the integrity and coherence of institutions will maintain even as, even as we even as we chip away at the games, the sports that we love, will we'll continue to be fine. Even as you do all these things to undermine them, mm-hmm. eat away at them, like man, do we thoughtlessly, <laughs> thoughtlessly hurl lob, lob bombs from czar yes. culture right now, and the demons are loving it. Oh, yeah, I think I think that's this is why we can't have nice things. It's because we yes. worship, we worship demons too much. <laughs> we do,
0: we do. That includes me too. I'm not yeah. saying. <laughs> Maybe not you. I can't speak for you. Well. But we all fall these patterns. That's why they're so so significant, so important to explore. You know, I certainly haven't been an innocent dove on these things, and no, I'm still right. not. You know, I still care when the Tigers, if it's you know, if they make it to the playoffs, I'm going to care a lot if they win. And that's that's me dipping a toe into this same water. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to pretend that it isn't.
1: Well, man, there you go. We figured yeah. it out. Yeah, let the authorities know. Shut it down. We'll give him a call. We'll give him a call. Shut it all down. Shut all that advertisement down. You're ruining everything. Gambling advertisement down.
0: At least the advertising. At least we can stop the advertising. At least we can stop the advertising. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) How hard can that be? We got dollar signs in our eyes, just where the demons want them. Well, let's try to center our life back on Christ. Yeah. Yeah. When we're at the ball game, and the casino. Yeah, yeah.
1: Christ is there. Christ is in uh, in in all the things in in creation. He's the creator of all things. Is that your experience? I there again? somewhere. God, man. Well, see you next time, Greg. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. We'll see you then.